Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten Podcast. Joining me on this show are one of the um, show sponsors, Relay, the co-founders of Relay, R-E-L-A-I ch forward slash bitten i'm sure you all know that by now julian and adam join me to talk about the early days of uh, founding relay the challenges they are currently facing with the uh, the mika regulations that are coming out in europe now how that's affecting the landscape how that's affecting their business how pricey and how lengthy these things take just because a company wants to work and serve its customers Oh no, you've got to be regulated into all hell. And uh, yeah, they're here to share their story and talk about the recent round of funding and the future and the vision of the company. Thank you guys for coming on and for sharing all of this. Uh, It was great to see you in Prague and I'm looking forward to, to catching up with you again soon. And I was invited by Julian and Adam along with some other incredible Bitcoiners along with Gigi and Lena and Joe Hall. Uh, to join their advisory board, which is very humbling. So appreciate appreciate that. Thank you, guys, and thanks for coming on the show. Uh, before we do get into it, make sure you're stacking sats. You can use Relay, as you're about to find out. Uh, Swan Bitcoin are based in the US. They are the exact same kind of service as Relay. They have the auto stack. They have the smash buy. They have the white glove service. You're going to be able to get some financial advice from the Swan team as well. Coin Corner are based in the UK, out of the Isle of Man. They are an exchange where you can exchange euros and sterling. Hit the link in the show notes that will get you a free 10 pounds or euros worth of Bitcoin after your first 100 pounds or euros worth purchase. And they are also doing great work in the lightning realm, which uh, Julian and Adam are, you know, that they're striving to become um, lightning enabled too as you will find out on this episode. Of course, support Relay. You're about to hear all about them on this show. And if you want KYC-free, peer-to-peer global trading experience, the platform out there for you is HODL HODL. They are also putting on the Baltic Honey Badger Conference in September, first weekend of September. Hit the link in the show notes, use the code BITTEN, get yourself a 10% discount. If you want to up your privacy whilst you are taking self-custody of these Bitcoin, of this most precious good ever invented, ever discovered, excuse me, then you can up your privacy using wasabiwallet.io just by simply downloading that desktop software. And when you pull your Satoshis off of these apps or exchanges, it's going to do an automatic coin join for you there. Get to learning about that, what that means, and... um, how that can help you in your journey down the rabbit hole. The last step is the cold storage, Bitbox02. So that's bitbox.swiss forward slash bitten. That will get you 5% off if you use the code bitten at checkout. An incredible device, great for keeping your Satoshis very safe in deep, dark, cold storage. If you want to up your education, head over to mempool.space. 
It's a great way to visualize the Bitcoin network and teach yourself about what's going on in these blocks, how it all comes together and how you can help Orange Pill friends and family as well. Talking to friends and family, if they're not interested in Bitcoin, you better find people who are so you can get to building and escape in your fear existence. Orange Pill app has got you just simply download it. It's a, it's a paid app. Uh, it keeps away the bots and the scammers and the crypto bros. You'll find people on there that you can conspire with and get out and meet and build out the social layer of Bitcoin. Conference, Free Cities Foundation are putting on liberty in our lifetime. It's about parallel structures. It's going to be directly after the Amsterdam Bitcoin conference. So look out for it. It's going to be in Prague. And you can use the code BITTEN at checkout to get a 10% discount off of that. This is bringing freedom-minded people from all around the world and different parallel structures together to discuss the different tools that we can all use to increase our self-sovereignty and gain our freedom. And a big shout out from Consensus Network who approached me to see if I'd be happy for them to host the video version of the Once Bitten podcast on their channel which was fine by me. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Nico. Thank you, all the team. They're trying to do their best to put out as much Bitcoin content as they can, audio, video, and of course, with their books. Their main mission is to translate as many different books into as many different languages as possible with regards to Bitcoin education. So head over to Consensus Network, support the guys, use the code BITTEN at checkout. You'll get a 10% discount on any book you buy. And if you pay via the Lightning Network, you get another 10% off. Enjoy this rip with Julian and Adam. And thank you, as always, for listening. Right, we're recording with the Relay Chads with Julian and Adam. And Adam and I have never met before, so this is our first our first uh, run out. So great, great to have you on the show again, Julian, and, and nice to meet you, Adam. Thank you, Daniel. Pleasure. Nice to meet you, Daniel. So we were just about to get into conversation before pressing record, uh, a podcaster's worst mistake. And I asked you, uh, well, you, I was just apologizing that I missed Istanbul because you guys have just had your little relay summit and your get together or offsite or team building weekend or whiteboarding, whatever you call it, <laughs> jolly up, boondoggle, fun times with the team. Uh, and you said, well, we're going to see you in Prague, so no problem. And I asked you whether you had a booth, and unfortunately not. So please tell the plebs why there will be no relay booth at BTC Prague. Sure. So first of all, it was not a, a, a little summit. It was uh, the full uh, relay team summit in Istanbul. It was very nice. We also met up with uh, Lina Seiche and the guys from the local Line and Swansik uh, meetup um, that Adam know, because obviously Adam has some uh, Turkish connections, which are really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. So it was, it was massive. It was awesome. Still kind of, uh, I still kind of have a hangover from this, <laughs> even though I already got back uh, yesterday morning, but it was really, really good. That's so nice. And um, yeah, now two weeks, I think from now, there's uh, Prague. It's the next thing coming up. Um, and we wanted to sponsor, obviously, but we can't. Uh, well, first of all, we can't sponsor everything, right? There's so many uh, Bitcoin conferences and many of them are very well organized. And But we cannot, uh, we cannot do everything in terms of budget. So we have to be focused, but BTC Prague would definitely be something that we would love to sponsor, but then also we can't currently uh, sponsor anything um, outside of Switzerland. I mean, technically we could have a booth there, but then it would need to be basically for free 
Um, and obviously, BTC Prague also they, they need to make money, and so currently we cannot pay uh, pay for for sponsored like presence uh, in EU countries uh, because of legal reasons. Uh, this will change once we have the Mika license. Oh my! Goodness. And it is all because of uh, you know Mika getting have been having been voted in now. Um, the the rules are uh, pretty strict now. Okay, hang on a minute. All right, so this is regulators <laughs> over-regulating and telling you that you're not allowed to spend your money in other countries to support initiatives that would be beneficial to your business, which you are growing inside of Switzerland, which would be a benefit for the Swiss economy. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's financial market regulation and it's obviously very complex and very strange. Um, so we are open we're a swiss business we can we are open to all european countries technically the whole world we we could um on board so um we uh if people find out about us they can use us but we are not allowed to actively target um customers outside of europe that's just financial market relations not even it's not even only bound to uh crypto it's um it's also fintechs in Switzerland are not allowed. Like whenever you have a financial product and strangely Bitcoin is defined as a financial product, then this is kind of classified as high risk. And then you cannot just actively target uh, retail uh, customers without the, the, the correct license. So that's why we are going for a Mika license that will solve the problem. And what does Mika stand for? Markets in crypto assets. It's a new uh, <laughs> regulatory framework that is coming up since like two, one or two years. I think they're talking about it. And now in April this year, it has been voted in. And from June, there will be an 18 months transition period. So until end of 24, basically, uh, all the businesses, the Bitcoin and crypto businesses uh, in the EU have to have to comply. So that means that they have to have a license. And how do you get one of these licenses? So there's uh, basically also in these, after this transition period, every EU uh, nation needs to offer such a license. Um, and then basically as a business, you just uh, compare, evaluate and decide for which country has the best fit, which jurisdiction is the best fit for you. And we're looking at um, a handful of countries here, um, mainly like Germany, Austria, or France uh, turned out to to make sense for us. Um, and then you you apply for a license. Um, it's quite costly. Cost uh, you know a couple of hundred k most likely. <laughs> and um, and it will take nine to twelve months. Um, Unbelievable! Then... Imagine yeah. that service in the actual economy. It's like yeah, that's two hundred grand, and we'll get back to you in nine months' time. Like, yeah, pretty yeah. much and maybe you get in maybe another yeah uh, only a bureaucrat could come up with that kind of service <laughs> well nothing to do with service here <laughs> zero exactly <laughs> oh my god and think about the brain drain and the capital drain that has on an entrepreneur on mm -hmm. a on a young team a small team that is trying to build out a service a product that is benefiting humanity they don't want entrepreneurs out there succeeding they just want to not many that. exactly and it's not many they just want a handful or like just just a very small amount of entrepreneurs 
that have a, a certain size. They don't want a lot of small ones. They just want a couple of big ones that they can control and that mm -hmm. they can again, um, you know, tax and and uh, and uh, take money from. That's that's kind of it. So does the argument um, Bitcoin not crypto just fall on deaf ears with the Mika? Like you know, that doesn't matter at all for them. I think. Wow. Yeah. So it is. So it is well, unfortunately like it's 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 good and bad um from a from from us as a like pure company like pure business perspective it's good and bad because you you are building a moat as well through so, so through such regulations which I as a person I don't think it's it's great because of what we discussed it's crippling innovation mm -hmm. but from a business perspective unfortunately uh, you know it it reduces competitors and it builds a big burden to entry uh, for smaller competitors so once we have this license um, and maybe I would guess like maybe two other Bitcoin only companies in Europe will will go for a license there will be basically three Bitcoin only companies and then they will grow 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 and it's going to be super hard for small um, early stage Bitcoin only startups to get into that um, because of this cost and time mm -hmm. It requires. Um, so yeah, it's it's. It, for example, our investors like that. You know, VCs investors like that. The more you regulate it, the harder it is for small competitors to get your get your piece of the pie. So I, you know, most people listening are going to be thinking, well, just operate in the UK, just open up a business there outside of the EU. But the opposite is happening there. Bottle Pay have just closed down. There's almost mm -hmm. no service now left in the UK. In fact. Mm. Coin Corner, based out of the Isle of Man, strategically, and Fast Bitcoins as well, based out of the Isle of Man, are the only ones off the top of my head that have managed to exist in the UK. I mean, Coin Floor, Obi sold the business because he was just completely overburdened with all the regulation and he just couldn't be bothered with it anymore. And he's gone on to bigger and brighter things, doing his Fediment thing and uh, helping out with um, uh, uh, gridless compute on the mining side. So what are the other countries that we might see pop up and start businesses? Well, Bitcoin Reserve, are, I can't remember where they base their business, Estonia, I think, but I think the regulations are even changing there. Now, in Europe, um, basically all the countries are in the EU, but uh, Switzerland and the UK. But the thing with Mika is the subject of of this regulation will no longer be the company it will be the individual so it depends on where the individual lives on whether or not he can use a certain service <clears throat> so basically whether you're in switzerland or uk it doesn't really matter anymore because uh, as long as you want to target for example french people or german people then you will need to have the license that France or Germany will require, and they will all require a Mika license. Wow. Okay. And I think in the UK, it's uh, the reason why there are no, not many services anymore there is just because of the regulation in the UK. Now that it's not going to be the EU one anymore, but the UK one, it uh, did this UK one they have even higher burdens to entry and it's even more mm -hmm. complex and even 
bigger uh, KYC AML um, requirements to fulfill. Switzerland, obviously, you have less. EU, you have more, but UK, you have even more. That's what I understand. So it's even harder for a business to be in the UK yeah. in, in Bitcoin and crypto. All right. Well, that's a bleak picture to paint. Uh, the first topic of uh, the discussion today, uh, over-regulation. Um, but uh, everything is good for Bitcoin, as we know. I'm trying to figure this out. You know, how does this play out in five to 10 years' time when these overburdening regulations have had time to sit and you know affect these businesses? I can only believe it would um, kickstart a more of a peer-to-peer economy uh, within mm-hmm. the European Union uh, and conferences such as BTC Prague, which has the the idea and the intent of getting those separate Bitcoiner groups together, like who are the Bitcoiners in Germany, who are the Bitcoiners in France, in Belgium, in Holland, bring them all together and start really kind of um, organizing themselves and sharing yeah. the information with each other, uh, which... Um, well, let's see. Let's see what plays out. But Adam, nice to meet you. Uh, really, um, really great to have you on the on the show. We we don't have your rabbit hole story. We we've had Julian on many times. Uh, where where were you, and what were you doing when when Bitcoin came and presented itself to you? I was studying. I was still studying. Nice to meet you, Daniel. Um, we 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 were in touch for a while actually, but uh, never uh, met. Uh, and I'm not coming to Prague. To Prague, by the way, I'm vomoing, so um, I had to <laughs> <laughs> not listen to you guys talking about Prague. I will be visiting family, but um, I'll be in uh, Riga for Baltic Honey Badger. I think you're joining, maybe yep. even Amsterdam. Let's see. Uh, yeah, my story. So. Uh, no coiner, shit coiner, bitcoiner. Let's put it that way. I think it's just uh, <laughs> the classic one. The hero's uh, journey. Right, right. First time I heard was in a French blog. Uh, like two guys were, were writing some tech articles. Uh, Sam Emax, it was called. And just on the sidebar, they had like, oh, we like Bitcoin and here you can donate. At the time it was like, oh, for me, it was like, yeah, this is just like freak, freak money. So just taken just pay on on internet a few things and all and then so at the time i was still uh doing my 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 phd i, I have a phd in bioinformatics so i was studying i'm coming from academia and i was wanted to also build things on the side and do things on my own and i was building mobile applications when i discovered a bit more about the blockchain technology so i was in for the tech initially as well <laughs> And then I started uh, reaching out to a few uh, crypto projects and building their mobile wallet. Because for me, although I was quite technical, it was still like the there was a really steep curve just, just as, an, as an on-ramp. It was basically almost impossible to get in without having like a very advanced technical knowledge. So I always thought that uh, the mobile platform would be the way for mass adoption i mean if we need to reach out to a lot of users we just need to have a very easy mobile app and that's where i started implementing a few crypto wallets here and there uh and then julian reached out 
2019, maybe even 18, end of 18. Let's do this for Bitcoin. I was like, yeah, obviously I know Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is easy. How easy can you make it like? Uh, but then he obviously had a big uh, network and family and friends asking for it, which I which I hadn't. I mean, I was just a super techie knowing the stuff, but I never was also trying to to bring uh, people around. But Julian had this, and that's where the the problem was 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 clear. And and then I realized, okay, it's easy for me, but it's definitely not easy for all the other uh, people we can still onboard to uh, to Bitcoin. And and my journey to to Bitcoin really started clearly with uh, with relay actually so um and since then we are all in and here we are today so cto and co-founder am i getting that right yeah right yeah so we we had like a year or so where we just like we're talking about it, doing a few things doing a hackathon and all uh but it was not really working so we said okay no now we have to stop and we do only relay and then uh april the 1st 2020, we started like a three-month sprint where we do only relay. That's where Julian found the first two angel investors where we had 15 or 20K investment, which was enough for, for us, mostly for me, for the first three months. Uh, and that's where I built the first mobile app and the backend. At the time, we were working with, with BT, uh, another Swiss broker. Uh, so and um, July the 3rd, we we launched and for the story my son was born june the 27th uh so i have two babies um they are the same age uh the all, almost the same challenges <laughs> so the, the the last three years were super intense so twins as fast <laughs> yeah twins yeah, exactly twins yes like like <laughs> us yeah twins are an, an interesting um time that's for sure especially when you're trying to build a business i can imagine uh and are you based out of switzerland as well or are you guys working remotely and always in touch with each other no i was in switzerland at the time mm. i lived in switzerland for uh for about 14 years and now i just moved across the border so i'm still like an hour from uh, from our office and we still meet with uh, with julian and the swiss team at least once a week so putting this all in perspective we are now what uh, May twenty twenty three. That's been a wild three years, guys. That, 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 that. Julian, when you when you look back at those early days, can you believe where it's gone now? Honestly, no, no. <clears throat> we we were always looking at the next uh, step, and we were always you know uh, achieving the next milestone. Uh, so, like the short term. Uh, yes, I could I could uh, understand and believe that we are going to hit that next level, and then always we have had this big uh, big vision to be a global company at one point and uh, a unicorn, uh, like one of the first Bitcoin only unicorns. But these middle, <laughs> everything in between is for me very hard to grasp, and I sometimes can't believe like how how much we have achieved in this uh, very a small amount of times, so not even three years, and just in Istanbul as well, where we uh, have celebrated. Uh, we were we were taking a boat trip. So the whole team, twenty people, we we t- took them uh, on a boat, and we have had great dinner, nice raki and other Turkish drinks, and great Turkish music, and everyone was celebrating, and it was so great. 
and then we had this uh, moment where Adam and I, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're sitting next to each other and we're looking at the people dancing. And we were like, what have you ever thought three years ago when we just basically, it was the beginning of COVID and uh, and mm. um, Adam was was coding and I was doing all the rest. And, you know, we had we barely had a website. We barely had a pitch deck. We didn't have a live product yet. And now three years later, would, have, would you have thought that we have more than 200,000 people uh, that have installed our app, um, 70,000 um, active users processing like millions and millions every uh, every month and thousand, more than 1,000 transactions a day and, uh, you know, raised 7 million with great venture capitalists and have a 20 head um, or, or 20 uh full-time employees team that is dancing on a boat in istanbul <laughs> you know it's really it's wild if you look back or you could you can't you, you can't plan for this it just happened um but yeah it's uh, i'm truly truly grateful and and highly appreciative of how things were going what were those moments where you thought this is over like we're never going to be able to open the doors again in a week's time. Yeah, I think we had some of these moments. And maybe maybe I can share one and maybe Adam, you also have one, but there are several. Right? <laughs> several times we were close to giving up. I think for me, it was um, the, the last one I have in mind was when we were fundraising last year. We were starting strong with like the first angel investors that were joining the round existing investors that were joining the round and then we did a crowd equity where 900 plebs joined the round so we had like two two and a half million we raised and that was great and then we wanted to close the round because these were all convertibles um so we wanted to close the round uh, after summer because in summer vc is very uh, is quite dead um so we we said okay we have this first a step of the fundraising and then after summer we're going to close with and finding a good big lead investor and close around but then what happened is the whole crash right so uh, bitcoin and crypto crashed the whole uh, um, stock market crashed interest rates went up uh, we still had covid we had the war and everything so everything went crazy and basically started this financial crisis that we are still in now or probably still at the beginning of and so we see the VC market was basically put to a halt within a day or two. There was no liquid VC money out there. No rounds were closed anymore. Um, all these startups had to lay off their people or like went bankrupt. And so VC's first uh, and foremost priority was to keep the port their portfolio alive as much as possible. They were not writing new checks. So as an early stage, Bitcoin company like bitcoin is even another like a, a small niche in in this to find a good lead investor putting a big commitment like leading around uh to the table was like impossible for the remainder of this year right so we wanted to close the round in q3 but then because of this it was really not possible to close anything um and also the business i mean we were still growing but not maybe as crazy as we we uh, have planned for it and uh yeah then it was really about okay we coming we came to a point uh, at the end of this year where we were like okay we need to find a lead investor now 
or we basically need to turn the company profitable, which would mean like cutting it in half, basically, because we're not profitable yet. Uh, we would need to make extreme savings in order to, for our revenue to be enough to pay all the bills. Um, and this was really a make it or break it moment where we had to make a decision where we whether we still want to um, like over the year end because in December January also not lot not a lot is happening. Should we so before the year end should we really go to hibernation mode like cut the team in half and uh, and, and and basically wait until the time is getting better and then go and try to raise the round or close the round or should we take a leap of faith with the money we still had we still had a couple of months runway and just believe that with the current team with the growth with the dynamics that we had just believe so much in it that we will find the lead investor and we will be able to close the round and and then that's what we did that was the decision i or we as leadership leadership team took um but it was really like it could have could have been over like if we would not have found the, the right lead investor it would be over at this time right now but fortunately also we started really really strong in the first year um we had a record quarter in q1 this year um and so this together with a lot of other uh, uh, good elements uh, we have and also because i think we have showed this this faith this belief this commitment that we were like, no matter what we are going to find a way this convinced uh, our our lead investor that we now have obviously ego death jeff booth um that we are worthy an investment so uh, that's how we then were able to close the run but for me that was like one of the closest time i was i was too like uh, giving up but even that even there i was like uh, miles away from giving up because I, i'm never going to give up but uh, i mean that was when i had the last thoughts of it i think right adam you got anything there mm -hmm. under the hood yeah sure it, it's not that um crazy but it's more it's more of a challenge not that we've been even close but for me, the, the biggest challenge or fear would be um, our users just just losing any kind of fun. And this sounds a bit weird because you guys are non-custodial. What's the risk there? But that's exactly where the whole technical challenge in because it is coming in. Because we we're trying to to make Bitcoin easy. Let's put it that way. And sometimes making it easy is super hard, and it comes with a lot of challenges and even things like. A library we are using or it happened for a library i think a bitcoin library where at some point they were creating wrong addresses from a seed uh, maybe because of the derivation path or something like this so all of these are, are things you, you constantly keep in mind and probably that you don't have if you are a custodial you have obviously all other risks when you're a custodial but as a non-custodial there, there are also a lot of uh, these challenges uh, where we also have a big responsibility about uh, about education uh, for for our users as well. But then for me, it's also the other way around. When at some point I really realized that uh, also what uh, what Julian said, never never gonna give up was uh, initially. So we didn't know each other. Uh, we met really when with relay for relay basically. And and it's crazy the the journey we had for for the for the three years now actually even more, and initially, I'm um, I'm super happy how we started and and we are all coming both of us from different like 
expertise uh, domains and and we had a lot of crazy challenges that we overcame together and and at some point especially when we were the two of us alone and we had to do everything basically me the tech and, and julia and all the rest and the challenges that we had there not that they were bigger than what we had now but they helped us uh grow together and 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 i think uh, after one or two of these challenges for me it was like okay from now on nothing is gonna stop us we know how to talk to each other we know how to listen to each other and how to deal with things and and i think this has played a tremendous role in uh, in making really what it is today yeah and fingers crossed you guys keep growing and and a big shout out to to jeff that um came in on on the white horse i suppose julian and uh, and believed in you guys uh, because uh, and this is something that's probably not talked about enough in the space um people just they don't fully understand the um the importance of of that capital that a young company needs to be able to grow uh, and this comes all the way back down to call it whatever you like uh, human action praxeology capitalism all of these things that we love learning about now as we're all falling down the rabbit hole and the history of money and and how you need that capital to take it to the next step but finding that capital is so damn difficult especially with the the market forces that you were just talking about which are going against you and manipulated against you including these regulations that we talked about at the beginning here how do you go around finding those people i mean it's more and more i wouldn't say it, i wouldn't say it's easier now uh but there are more options. There are more Bitcoin-only venture capital firms out there, which is very, very important for this space. They are going to become the backbone of Bitcoin-only companies. Yeah, it's very uh, positive, I think, the development that is happening. That, As you said, there are more and more Bitcoin-only VCs, but also there are more long-standing, big, like general tech VCs global tech VCs that are uh, entering the space as well. And I think it's very important. I see a lot of rounds that are being closed with only you know, Bitcoin OG angel investors and Bitcoin only VCs, which is great. But I think the really big leap that we need to take is also that we find um, big VC money outside of the Bitcoin only space. <clears throat> And that's why I've, I, what I really liked to see, what was great to see is that River, for example, Alex Leishman has closed this 35 million, I believe, USD round with uh, very big um, general uh, tech investors like, uh, oh, hi, Lauren. Yeah, uh, Lauren, Lauren's entered after <laughs> she's been on her um, online self-directed education platform to interrupt us. With a question. So fire away before you have to run up again. I don't have an earphone. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Thank you. Anyways, um, hi. Uh, what is your favorite thing about Bitcoin? <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is that it's uh, that there are only 21 million of them, that they're scarce. It makes it so valuable because it's scarce. And it's the only thing in the internet that is actually scarce. You probably are, or maybe are you are you collecting something, Lauren? Like because, or do you have so, some object at home that you really like because there's not many of them? 
Like, well, Sam um, had his Pokemon cards, didn't he? That he was quite interested in for a little while. What were you collecting? Anything particular? I was collecting pet shops when I was little. I right. Those things. But. Little toys of pet animals and things. Yeah. But they weren't scarce. <laughs> Still, you can like things, obviously, for other uh, reasons. But uh, the 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 more uh, scarce something is, usually the more the people desire it. Because if you can produce something like limitless, then well, everyone can have it. It's gonna be cheap and like whatever, you know. But if something something is uh, scarce, for example, also the the picture you see behind me on the wall. This was an artist in uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, she did this for me. She's a very good street artist, and she did it for me. It's a unique thing with like the, I I could uh, choose the colors and the, the way it's uh, it's uh, been done, like the styles and everything. And she did one piece and she sent it to me. So for me, this is super valuable because there's you know if you 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 cannot have the same, you know. And uh, I think it, everything that is um scarce people automatically want more and it's like worth more if you have it and uh, that's a, a property of bitcoin that i think like the most what did, what is it for you adam the plebs is the best <laughs> thing about bitcoin you know what are the plebs lauren who are the plebs lauren do you, do you understand what you mean yeah, yeah. yeah the plebs are yeah just the the people the people the bitcoiners yeah. that you meet at the conferences and things yeah right and it starts with the plebs and and what i mean is the the whole community is how how this this people can can get around something like like bitcoin because they believe so much into it that it's really what will bring us at least somewhere and and every time i meet one or two or three and i just feel i just get hope about our future and you are our future so uh you're super lucky and uh, and I'm happy to be part of uh, I consider myself a pleb as well obviously and this is just just gives me hope about about our future because this uh still relatively small group let's say of of people believe so much into bitcoin that um I really have uh, uh some more confidence about where we are heading to which is a very bright future by the way yeah thank you so much Yep. Sure. Well, thank you for your questions. Yep. Thank you. And you'll see, you'll, see Julian, you'll see Julian in a few weeks in Prague, but uh, but not Adam. Unfortunately, he's not able to go. Nope. Oh, no. Yeah. Homo <laughs> plus one. So, Julian, are you going to come and watch Lauren's panel? She's interviewing Giacomo and Joe Hall on stage. I saw that. That's so cool. Wow. Lauren, is this the first time for you to be on stage? Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be, it's, I'm going to be quite nervous. Yeah. You well, think we, so? We, we're working with GetMash as well. Jared at GetMash is going to help us uh, maybe have up on big screens a set of questions that people can upvote via Lightning. So the, the crowd will be able to upvote like the questions that, um, that they would most like to be asked. So that that's the idea. Whether we pull it off or not um, remains to be seen. But obviously, people can we can crowdfund those questions as well. So you can make them as stupid or as silly or as serious as you like. And then it's down to the plebs in the crowd to upvote them. You know, you know, why does Giacomo look like Britney Spears? Could be you know, question number one. <laughs> you never know where this is going to go. That sounds dumb. That's, that's it's going to be really fun. You'll enjoy it, Lauren. Yeah. Fingers crossed it comes off. But um, yeah, we're looking forward to that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, cool. All right, well, do you uh, want to say goodbye? Yep, bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, so, yeah, we were, we were just talking about, um, you know, finding investors. So can, can you share how much you managed to raise this time around? Um, and, and, and it dropped in Q1, right, of, of this year? Yeah, Q1 this year, we closed the four and a half million round, but that included the um, what what I talked about before. Like we started raising actually one year uh, earlier. So in, 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 it included the existing investors um, tickets, the angel investors that we onboarded, the uh, plebs that we onboarded on crowd equity, and then the, the closing ticket from uh, three VCs, including EgoDeath. So mm-hmm. EgoDeath did the, did the biggest ticket and then um, uh, Time Chain Ventures, Alex Mann, that I think you yep. also had uh, in 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 a podcast recently, and uh, a fund based in Dubai called uh, Cabrit Capital. Um, so yeah, four and a half million. It's not it's not huge, but it's uh, I think for this time, like as hard the times are on on and were while we were raising, um, I didn't really see any other bigger uh, rounds at this time. So it's uh, it was definitely good. Um, but as we talked about before, uh, like River, for example, or mm-hmm. also Unchained Capital, these Unchained, uh, yeah, they got yeah. sixty mil, I think, huge. Or whether that was in total over their lifetime, or whether that's a new ticket of sixty million, I... no, that might have been just the round. Yeah, I mean, the wow. the, the, the amounts can go crazy. Uh, yeah. It's the first couple of rounds are usually small, even in even below one or or just a a small amount of millions, but then when you hit certain size like uh, apparently unchained capital and also river have have done then you can easily raise like a couple of dozens of ten, tens of millions um and what really excites me is about river especially is that they have managed to get um general funds in not only it's the, the money is mm-hmm. not coming only from bitcoin only vcs and as much as as i like and admire these bitcoin only vcs most of them are still rather small compared to these uh bigger guys mm-hmm. so he uh like for example there's there's kingsway capital they they are managing like uh, i think 10 ish billion and if these guys are like coming in that's uh that that's a big um sign and also i think in the river round there was uh valor um valor uh ventures also a very big fund that is starting to invest i think they invested in both unchained and river yeah so that's a very good sign like they've obviously understood uh the bitcoin only narrative obviously nidig is a big player uh Mm -hmm. that is investing in in uh bitcoin vc and also peter thiel now i think it was the first uh bitcoin only startup investment that peter thiel did because this is a, a size that he starts having an interest in. Like a, a, someone like Peter Thiel, who's a multi-billionaire, he's not going to bother chipping in one million into a four and a, four and a half million round for Relay, for example. It's too small for him. But once he can put in a ten million ticket in 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 a uh, in something like River, that's where he gets uh, gets interested. So from, really from a like plebs great from a plebs to, point of view. Like these numbers are, are huge, right? Even like four and a half million. To have four and a half million land in a company's bank account, which was struggling, you know, just months before to even wonder whether or not they're going to keep the doors open. Most people would think, oh, well, that's done then. They've made it. That's amazing. Four and a half million bucks in the bank account. Off we go. But that's not how it works. Where, where does this, you know, what's the runway? Where does this money go? What, what are you guys looking 
to use that money to to help you build out? Or did you just hoon straight into Bitcoin with four and a half million bucks and like hodl like the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> no, for us, obviously, it's working capital. So this 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 capital is not lying around uh, for a long time. It's it's used, and that's also why we get money from investors. It's to it's to burn it, but burn it in a positive way. They like building uh, out a strong brand with it, just uh, starting. Um, uh, just adding value uh, with it, right? And in the end, these investors uh, expect a return on investors in the next five, uh, return on investment in the next five to 10 years. So they obviously expect us to build an amazing brand, an amazing product that is onboarding more and more users and more and more volume and more and more revenue so that the revenue in the end um, will be higher than, uh, like the, the annual revenue uh, ideally should be higher than the whole investment we took. So within one year, we would technically be able to uh, pay it all back. And that's the the road that we are uh, onboarded with. So I believe Relay can uh, become a global company and a unicorn that is delivering plus 100 million in revenues uh, in the next 10 years. But we are obviously now very, very far away from that. We're still at the very beginning of building this. And as you said at the beginning, there you need to put a lot of capital into building such a big business. If you want to build a restaurant, well, there's not a lot. Like There's a bit of capital, but usually you could probably take a bit of your savings and start a restaurant. And from day one, you will make, you will sell uh, food and you will get uh, money and then more and more people come in and you, you grow the business. But you will never grow it or it's highly unlikely that you will grow it to a global um, uh, million or even billion uh, heavy uh, company with, with a B2C tech company is way more complex. Like it requires way more initial investment, but in the end it will also yield, obviously, if you make it, nine out of 10 don't make it, but if you make it, then it's also going to yield way more return. And that's obviously what these investors are uh, speculating in. So we mainly take this money and within like the runway, usually after such a round is around one to one and a half, max two years. So one to two years. And you just, put this money to work you will build as much as possible on our uh, on the brand like on the marketing on the advisors uh, you you've also joined as an advisor recently um uh, just build a great network also of investors of partners around the brand like going out there pr media like this uh, the sponsorings participating in events all this external um, uh, people facing um activities they all cost a lot of money uh, like you could easily spend a million a day on this <laughs> um, yeah. obviously we don't have that yet but like bigger companies like binance crypto.com coinbase mm. they spent they, they spent one or several millions just on that part yeah every day and then the second obviously is product um so uh, a lot of it goes into developing further developing our products uh, delivering more features making it better are you listening to this adam <laughs> he always wants yeah. more money for it obviously <laughs> i was gonna say what's keeping you awake at night adam like uh yeah you got this money and people expect what do people expect what what does that user want i mean for me the app works fine i couldn't give you any kind of uh feedback there i've got my dca set up have done for years uh and i know you can um 
smash buy on it with uh, any one of your favorite ways to pay. Julian, we've talked about that on the pod before. You can add Google Pay, Apple Pay, and your ATM card or whatever to it. And you can smash buy up to a thousand Swiss per day without KYC. But people always want more, Adam. Well, we have, do you- yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. We have two groups of uh, users, and I love both of them. We have one group of users called the plebs, and they always want the same thing, and it's lightning. So mm-hmm. that's that's a decision we have since day one. Like the day we launched when lightning and we still have it and i can come to that a bit later about the challenge is that because is that because they want to use their relay wallet at a point of sale if they're buying something out in a bar restaurant or cafe is that what they want the lightning for yeah most of the time most of the time yes and also for when buying also to get lightning much uh, to get uh, their their sats much faster Uh, but but the main idea would be yes to use the relay wallet uh, for also uh, buying buying stuff outside. Okay, so yeah, lightning challenges. All right, okay, let's do it now then. Um, so we we have two big challenges, uh, mainly the fact that we are non-custodial and uh, the liquidity. So non-custodial since the beginning, and we want to stay and be non-custodial uh, forever. So we really believe, yeah. For, for people really listening, users. For, for people yes. listening that might not understand what non-custodial means, right. you just want to just break that down to be as simple as possible. Yeah, sure. Uh, non-custodial means our users have full control over their their Bitcoin. Uh, we don't have any access to the wallet, uh, the the private key. So the 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 way they control their Bitcoin is on the phone. Uh, it's encrypted. It's stored locally. Whenever they create a buy or sell order or anything that needs us in between is all the time without the the private key, without the private part. So we never, ever have any kind of access to the user's funds. Uh, And this way, the users are also kind of independent. They could send their Bitcoin anywhere else or restore their wallet. So we use some sort of um, standards as well, the way the wallet is created. That's for uh, what what non-custodial means. Um, and Lightning, uh, in a non-custodial way, is very challenging. Um, I really appreciate the effort that a lot of projects are making for the custodial part. I think they are necessary, and it's a big step uh, that that we anyway uh, need to do and work on. But for us, we we still uh, want uh, to stay non-custodial. And then it becomes very challenging to manage a node, to deal with channels, to like all the technical aspects of, of maintaining a simple lightning node. So some of the listeners, most of the listeners are probably running an umbrella node. Uh, and even then, uh, even umbrella is made at, actually to be quite easy. But even then, it's so challenging that like this is not for our users. They don't want to deal with this. Uh, what they want is uh, not to pay much on chain fees, for example, and not to have to wait to receive their uh, their Bitcoin, for example. So the non-custodial part and the second part is liquidity. So as uh, as you heard also from, from Julian, it's not like we have uh, millions lying around and we could just uh, open a channel with you, Daniel, for let's say a thousand euros and then you can get a hundred euros per month. So we have this channel open and this means that for 12 months we have you covered. Uh, and the way it is currently is just one way because 
90, 95% of our orders are buy orders. So mm. we really have hodlers. Uh, 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 and then we would just keep sending you uh, Bitcoin over that channel and, and you just keep it. So there's really not the balance. And, but you and, said and you had, also... two, I think, 200,000 users, 70,000 active monthly users. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Managing 70,000 active lightning channels. Mm, nope. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks, indeed. Uh, but but there, there there is a lot of progress being made there, and and we are very close to all the the, the players. Uh, maybe naming uh, Breeze, uh, Greenlight from Blockstream, uh, Lightspark recently. Uh, all of these are really playing in the in the non-custodial uh, market for Lightning, and they're really making good progress. So uh, I'm looking forward to to also work together with them, and and hopefully be able to come come to a place where we could just have. Uh, an easy way to use Lightning in the real wallet. And in a way that, again, as we did for Bitcoin, most of our users that are newbies, they don't care about Lightning. They mm -hmm. want to receive and send faster. When they buy Bitcoin, like like you, you mentioned during the weekend and they pay with credit card, as soon as they paid, they want to see the Satoshis incoming, which makes totally sense, which is actually was our promise since day one. It was get your sats in one minute. And the only part remaining for that one minute is the, the on-chain part, which is taking a bit longer. With our ordinal buddies that uh, have broken Bitcoin, Udi and friends. Right. Uh, but I think Mempool have found a solution for that. They announced at uh, Bitcoin Miami. Did, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. There, there were ways also before uh, you could kind of bribe also some miners to get your right. transaction in a bit faster. But I still don't think on-chain would just get any better in terms of fees. I, we need to, I mean, I just believe we need to get used to to higher fees, What, what high, whatever high means. Today, 500 sats per V-byte is high. It might just be the normal in uh, in two years. Uh, and I just don't want us to to rely on this. I think Lightning is really the way to go for smaller amount and, uh, and daily uh, transactions. That's why we, we really keep our eyes open. Uh, we are not actively working on it, I would say. I'm mm -hmm. mostly the one also playing a bit with SDKs and APIs here and there whenever they're available. But I can clearly see that uh, good progress is, is being made in the, in the non-custodial lightning side. I have high faith that some very bright spark out there is going to have that epiphany uh, when they're, you know, when they're asleep. It's that the Donald Duck meme, isn't it? Where he's asleep <laughs> and then he's just like, wide awake with laser eyes. I just solved lightning custodial problems and uh, off we will be to the races. That would be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that day. So um, yeah, and that, then that that's for the plebs part. Uh, and the other, most of the users actually they are looking for convenience. Uh, very simple things for us that we are used to do every day, not every day, but like backing up our wallet is something we are quite comfortable with. And it's not the case for for most of the the users out there. They are they they are actually much more comfortable with an email and the password, uh, and and we know all the all the all the issues that the password can have. But that's the way they know how internet works. If you have an account, you need an email and the password. You don't have this in really. You have twelve words. What what are the meaning of the twelve words? By the way, they are in English. I speak French. I just mistyped this word. Uh, very, very issues that small issues you would never think of, but they are getting quite common. 
And we would like to provide like, let's just have a quick list of features that I think would be very helpful and that are being requested by the users. One of them would be a, an easier backup. So their uh, cloud backup is a, is a solution. Uh, Tancred, Tancred Hayes uh, has been working on a, on a tool called Photon SDK for uh, a nice way to do a backup on the cloud for Bitcoin wallets. Um, so we, we are in touch with him as well, looking at such solutions. Other things are like savings basket. For example, you have your really app and you have one basket for Lauren, one basket to buy your Lambo and one for your house. And you could just receive <laughs> different amount of sats in, uh, in different baskets. So this is also a feature that has been requested a lot by, uh, mm -hmm. by our users. So these are more, uh, they are not directly Bitcoin related, let's say but they are very uh, convenient for uh, for our users so this is really bringing the, the the bitcoin tool to a really proper financial tool let's say so things they are used to see in their n26 or revolut sending bitcoin to you for example i just want to pick daniel i know daniel has the really wallet i just want to pick daniel and send him some satoshis what is the wallet address why is daniel sending me always a different wallet address these kind of things that are at the core level at the protocol level of bitcoin that we need to to make easy for for the users and that's exactly what they are asking actually all right well some fun projects coming your way yeah. julian i know yeah. you've got a you've got to run in about five minutes so we'll start closing it down but you you did hint at a board of advisors uh so it's worth talking about the reason you've decided to ask people and what you expect from them and how you see the next uh, year playing out for for relay sure yeah i look at the, the next year maybe next 5 years next 10 years we will be around and we are here to onboard 1 billion um bitcoiners but that are now no coiners and uh, uh, will come to bitcoin so we believe that in the next 10 years billions of people and trillions of fiat money are going to flow into bitcoin and we are thinking on like very high level on how can we achieve that. Obviously, we need to be, build a great product. We need to get the right licenses, blah, blah. These are more like the technical things, but like on the very high level, how will we as a relay community or even as a Bitcoin community onboard billions of people? And I think people are actually the key uh, to that. Um, you, for example, or together with other uh, uh, great advisors that we have now onboarded, like Lina Seiche, uh, Gigi, and Joe Hall, and there are many others out there, have done a great job already building um, communities around you and doing amazing education uh, materials out there. Like your podcast has been going around for, for years Joe Hall is writing for different publications, like also Cointelegraph. Lina Seiche has, you know, uh, or uh, she is on every conference, um, has, has a great product that she sells with the little hodler. You know, all of you guys have hundreds of thousands of followers together. Um, Gigi, obviously, creating uh, these amazing essays um, and, and reports and stuff like that. So you guys are educating people. And as we know, the more people educate themselves about Bitcoin, the more uh, uh, probable it is that they are getting into Bitcoin, buying Bitcoin and uh, understanding the value of Bitcoin and, and they will be in it for the long run. So I believe the more people are getting interested, the more they need to get educated and um, the more of them will then also end up uh, using Relay. 
So both from an ideological perspective and also from a business point of uh, perspective, it is super important for a brand, for a company like Relay to have the right advisors uh, around. And that's what like a journey that we have started now. We want to onboard more and more of these great uh, advisors and have a, g- a good relationship with them so um so and, and to keep close with them because i think this network and this also education material we can only do so much in terms of education as a company but we also want to do way more through uh the the advisors you guys um so that's why i'm super happy and super excited that we were able to uh, uh settle on a partnership and and start working together Yeah, it was an honor to be invited. And thank you so much for your long support of the show as well. I think that goes back to 2020. Uh, The first, the absolute, I think this was basically the first marketing budget that has been spent. It was like, what, a couple of stats per week or or a month or something. I I remember myself, I sent you the stats. And I think at the beginning, even from my private wallet, and then at one point, we switched and I think Adam took over and sent sent it uh, together with the referral payments end of the month. He also that's sent right. you a couple of sets. Yeah. And the, yes. That's not how, how it moved on. But uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And I look back at the start of that podcast journey and uh, yeah, it's flown by. So I urge anybody out there who's itching to build something in Bitcoin, just just go start. The, the plebs will find you and they'll support you and you'll find your people that can help you grow your business, whatever that is. Right. Last question. Orange pill, you've got one left. Who are you giving it to and why? <laughs> right. Oh, it's always the same question. I've never prepared. Um, you must have answered it four times already. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, and actually, I, I'm thinking about it from, uh, from time to time. And then the other day, I had a great one in mind. And I thought I wanted to tell you, but now, obviously, I don't know anymore. But... Um, this time, I think I would go for, I don't know, to be honest, <laughs> it's, I would go for the next um, president of Mexico, whoever that is. There is a lot of presidential, I talked to Samson Mao about it in the Relay Bitcoin podcast. It's super exciting also what he's doing with nation state adoption. And he said there's a lot of um, uh, votes coming up in the next elections in the next uh, two to three years in South America and Mexico and also Brazil are kind of leading um, leading economies in South America. And there's a high probability that some of the, the ones that are elected um, are going to be Bitcoiners. So I'd really like to orange pill the next president of Mexico because that will, I think, be the next very important um, uh, domino key to really to kickstart mass adoption in, in South America and then the whole world. All right, perfect. And if you need to jump off, go ahead. Um, but obviously the uh, the same question goes to Adam. If you want, if you had one last orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to, and why? Yeah, that that would feel like cheating, and that's why I laughed when uh, when Julian mentioned president of uh, of Mexico, and also thought that uh, great minds think alike. Uh, we are just back from Istanbul. We we flew back yesterday. It was election day, the second round of the election, and I will not get into politics and what is happening or whatever, but I would just give it to Erdogan. This guy is there since twenty years now. 
Wow. Whatever he's doing, he's managing to convince people. So I wish he would do the same for Bitcoin. That would be 70 plus million people on Bitcoin today. He can convince this, this mass uh, uh, cultural thing, like uh, a whole country to, to get into Bitcoin. So he would be the one. All right. Well, there's no right or wrong answer. So... Good to a uh, good little thought experiment, though. Well, thank you both for for doing what you do. Thank you for starting Relay. Thank you for building in Bitcoin. Thank you for helping the plebs get their uh, get their stack and get their sats. And how can people find out more about you and the company? And uh, what's the best way to interact with Relay and start stacking? Julian. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's probably best to start with our website, with the App Store. So our Apple, our, our, our app is on Apple and Google, Android, uh, App Store, wherever. Uh, website, we are uh, strong on social media as well, especially Twitter, but also LinkedIn, Instagram. You can find us there. And actually, you can just send um, us DMs. So in, on Twitter, for example, or in the app, there's a uh, support uh, chat you can dm us there and uh, usually within tw 24 hours someone is replying um so yeah if you have any uh, feedback input wishes uh, sorrows whatever uh, get in touch with us we're here to help we're here to onboard uh, billions of people to bitcoin and with your help i think we will make it and if anybody's not using the app yet if they use the code bitten i believe they save on commissions is that correct correct half a percent there you go Get stacking, plebs. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on and uh, really look forward to, to working closer with you over the next year and uh, and far out into the future as well. Thank you, Daniel. Likewise. Appreciate the partnership. Thank you for the invite. Talk to you in Prague. Yep. See you soon. See you. Thank you very much. See you. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed that rip with Julian and Adam. If you have any further questions, reach out to me via DM or just hit the guys up. They're very responsive. You can find them on Twitter as well. If Relay is a service that you think is going to suit your needs, then go ahead. Give it a, give it a try. And as we talked about here in this episode, and I've said many times before, they do have that white glove service. So if you are looking to take your business onto a Bitcoin standard or accept Bitcoin for your goods and services. Or if you are a high net worth individual and you want to put on a little bit more than the 100 euros per week, that um, you should also be dollar cost averaging, let's be frank. But uh, if you need that extra help, then these guys are there for you. And Swan Bitcoin will be able to do the same for any of the US listeners if you are tuning in from across the pond there. So that's swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten and uh, go start your journey. And as you, as you probably heard here, guys, uh, a lot of these companies need pleb support. And if, the, the, if you, the most basic support is downloading the app and stacking 25, 50 euros with them per week, then, then that's, that's one thing. But if you want to be able to help, uh, maybe you've got a skill set that they might be looking for. Keep an eye out for any of these Bitcoiner companies that are trying to grow because they need your skills. Your skills are definitely transferable from the fiat world into a bitcoin company especially a startup and if if it just begins with you lending your time lending your expertise that's great it will turn into something bigger and better i can assure you i've seen it myself i've seen it with others i've had so many great conversations about people 
managing to escape their fiat life and get into the Bitcoin realm. And it's so freeing. It's just an amazing feeling. So with all of that said, Coin Corner or another company you can reach out to to see if they're uh, looking for any help. They are growing all of the time. That's uh, another show sponsor, of course. Uh, Wasabi Wallet at a place to go if you want to go and learn about CoinJoin services. You can download their software directly onto your laptop, create a wallet, and start coin joining immediately whilst you're pulling your bitcoins off the exchanges. Uh, Hodl Hodler, a global peer-to-peer trading platform and lending platform. There's going to be more news coming about coming out about the lending pretty soon, so keep tuned for that and get across to their Baltic Honey Badger conference in Riga. That's over the uh, the first weekend of September. You can use the code Bitten for a 10% discount on that. Uh, yeah, bitbox.swiss forward slash bitten. Use the code bitten. Get yourself a 5% discount on the Bitbox02. Please take um, self custody very, very seriously. Get yourself a signing device, and a Bitbox is one of those that has been around for a long time, has a very good, long re- uh, very good and long reputation, and uh, Swiss made piece of equipment as well. And then finally, uh, Liberty in Our Lifetime a conference with a difference in Prague. It's put on by Free Cities Foundation. There are a bunch of Bitcoiners in that association and they are trying to bring together freedom-minded people from all over the world. It's a great place to share ideas, learn about other tools. What can you be doing? You've got the freedom money, but you might not have the freedom food. You might not have the freedom of property rights, private property rights. Bringing these people together and having these discussions is a perfect way for you to start stacking freedom and self-sovereignty. So that's mid-October, liberty in our lifetime. Use the code BID and you'll get 10% discount. Um, An orange pill app, guys, just download it. That there's nothing, that there's no entry to barrier, three bucks. Or, I mean, like, come on, let's get out there and build this social layer of Bitcoin. I've got some more episodes coming out from people that have found incredible experiences on the app and it just keeps growing and growing every single day. More people are joining the app and the events tab is very well populated. So if you're looking to get to a Bitcoin event and go and meet some people in real life, just head over to Orange Pill app and check out the events and find one near you. Finally, shout out to Consensus. Thank you for hosting this video version on your YouTube channel. I hope this goes forwards and um, gives you some some extra downloads and eyes and uh, get over and buy a book from Consensus Network in any language you can find and support that cause. Use the code BITTEN for 10% discount at checkout. Catch you on the next show, guys.